Good evening, everybody. This is Justin from Bass Fishing Hub, and thank you so much for listening in to another episode of Bass Fishing Tips. And um, today's episode is going to be all about breaking out in spring, right? So this last year, it's been so crazy with COVID, and and then we had winter, and, and here in the mid-Atlantic, we were just biting at the bit, you know, to get out and go fishing. So um, if anybody can relate to that, you know, please let me know in the voice messages, because um yes we catch fish here in the winter time but it sure is nice to go out fishing and not have to be all bundled up in all that winter gear you know um so today is all about breaking out right so what i want to do is just go through a couple baits and techniques that i i think are really key for for any angler you know whether you're fishing from the bank whether you're in a boat whether you're in some lake river it, it really doesn't matter a couple fundamental baits that just seem to produce year in year out um in in multiple situations so we'll work through like a clear water situation uh, a muddy water situation and then um you know we'll take a look at you know extra baits that that are probably going to help you catch some of the bigger fish okay um so let's jump right in here you know everybody knows that i'm a, a huge suspending jerk bait fan and you know we've got um my personal favorites are the, the mega bass the the lucky strike baits that came out this year um are just phenomenal and in and, and the rattling rogue you know everybody always forgets about the rattling rogue and you know if my father were on this podcast with me right now he'd probably be like oh man best jerk bait that's ever been made and you know there was this particular one that was made i don't know maybe 20 years ago it was this kvd series and it had this like this purple back and i can tell you we just absolutely slaughtered them we caught so many fish on it um that it actually broke one day and we tried to take it home and use epoxy and, and put it back together. And some of the, 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 the silver balls had fallen out of it, the weighting system in. Um, man, if I could get my hands on, on another one of those jerk baits these days, um, I, you know, it's just one of those lucky ones that just always catches fish. So suspending jerk baits, right? You know, I'm using them, you know, water temperatures above 40 degrees. Um, and I'm looking for water clarity that has, you know, about two feet or more of clarity. Okay. Um, I have caught them in dirtier water, but you know, most of the time, you know, the, the colder the water is the clearer I want the water to be when I fish a suspending jerk bait. Okay. So, you know, yes, in the summertime, you know, I catch them on the tidal Potomac all the time in dirty, 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 mucky water. Um, but the water temperature is warm. So, a thing to remember, okay, is, and this is kind of a rule of thumb that, that I always use, you know, in the springtime of the year, um, you know, some anglers race for the muddy water. Me personally, when water temperatures are below 45 degrees, I'm looking for the clearest possible water I can find, right? And, and the reason for that is, is the fish's senses, right? So the colder it is, I want him to be able to actually see what I'm offering the fish, okay? and and see it feel it um and and sight is so important because um if i'm fishing a bait that's dead sticked right like a suspending jerk bait okay there's no vibration that's given off by a suspending jerk bait that they can feel in their lateral line right like when i'm fishing muddier water you know the only way a fish is going to know it's there is if they feel it so anytime time it's 45 degrees or below i'm looking for the clearest water i can find and, and there's no better bait than a suspending jerk bait if you've got any sort of open water condition right 10 feet or less um look at your transition spots you know so rock points um 
over top of of old grass, you know, vegetation that that's still down there. You know, it can even be, you know, pretty dead, um, but the fish kind of lay in that stuff. So, you know, we've got a, a complete collection of, of, of jerk baits on BassFishingHub.com. I, I will put all the links to all of the lures that I suggest here in the, in the um, description of this. You can also search for it on the store. So suspending jerk baits, number one. The other one is, you know, a shallow square bill crankbait in they just seem to catch fish no matter where you're at you know if it's against riprap if it's against um you know laydowns that are there um even submergent grass so for me um i'm kind of an old school guy so i i love the old bandit 100s and you know booyah this year actually came back out with their xcs1 series shallow square bill so they discontinued it for a uh, a couple years and um, they brought it back this year, which is really exciting because, you know, it's got the same profile, the same thump as, you know, your expensive Lucky Craft baits, um, but it's a lot cheaper. You know, at $5 is a lot better than a $15 bait. So um, happy that they brought it back um, this year. So that's another one that I absolutely love. And, and when I'm talking colors, right, so um, I want to have a reddish crawfish color. Um, I want to have a, a chartreuse in black back color. Um, and I want to have a white in black splatter back. Those are the three different, you know, colors that I really use. And, you know, um, I experimented a little bit last year with, um, with the 2.0 series, you know, from the KVD square bills from striking and, um, the larger sizes, I actually did really, really well because they were able to get down just a little bit deeper, you know? So, you know, that, that 1.5 series, um, in the 100 series bandits, I'm looking for, you know, five foot of water at the deepest, um, and I'm deflecting it off something. The 2.0 and the, and, and the 4.0 crankbaits, which are larger in size. Okay. Um, you know, I can get down to about eight foot of water. Um, so another dynamite bait to use in the spring, um, would be a square bell crankbait. And I'm, I'm always generally deflecting it off something. So if you've got a, so if, say you're a bank angler and, and, and you've got um, access to a lake, but you know, it has a dam and there's riprap on that dam. My goodness, in the springtime, throwing a, a square bell crankbait against that is, is very productive. Um, the other bait that I've heard a lot of people talk about lately, and I personally have not thrown it yet. Um, I'm a huge chatterbait fan. I fished with a, uh, and FLW Pro back, you know, about six months before they um, sold out to Z-Man and nobody really knew what a chatterbait was. And he, and he threw me a couple of these baits and they came in this like plastic bag, right? Like, like a, you know, folded over plastic bag, obviously not mass produced at the time. And um, it had a staple in it that was like holding it with this, like, it looked like somebody printed off from their HP printer, a, a label on it. And, um, I didn't know what it was and, and it was this guy that I was fishing with um, who was in town for a, for an FLW event and um, he gave me some and, and man, they've just been killer. So, so they came out with another one. They seem to always come out with new chatterbaits. So now they have the, the jackhammer and a lot of people were looking for it for a ton's time. We have a, a, a fairly good stock of them um, and we're offering them at a discount for the spring sale this year. So those are on the websites as well. I have not used them. They look really sweet right um vibrating jigs are a great call um in the springtime when it's cold okay and um 
you know, typically when your water is a little bit muddier, right? So you give off that constant vibration. So I would definitely look for, you know, vibrating jigs to, to use. Um, and if you need the jackhammer, we do have them at the time of this in stock. So um, that's another thing that I'd be really, really, you know, want to have in my arsenal. And then, you know, the other thing that, that always in the springtime when it's early in, in the mid-Atlantic and I'm sure other areas, sometimes there's still a, a group of fish that are just down a little bit deeper and I need to have a blade bait. So um, I'm a huge fan of blade baits. It's, it's a real stupid way of fishing. <laughs> and I say that with all kindness, like, you know, it's basically you're, you're covering large swaths of, of, of water to find these fish, which, you know, most of the time seem like you snag them, um, it, you know, because they're laying there on the bottom, but you know, blade baits are a phenomenal, um, you know, bait to use to cover water, um, especially when the fish are just out of reach, you know, it's hard when, when water temperatures are, you know, 45 degrees and below and the fish are deeper than 10 feet, it can be difficult, you know, to catch those fish. So a blade bait allows you to cover a ton of water and deeper water and half ounce and sometimes three quarter, but most of the time half ounce blade baits are my preferred go-to bait. Um, you know, another thing that's, that's very effective for when those fish are, you know, just off the drops, right, um, is a drop shot. And, you know, a bait that, that is really, really, really good that a lot of people don't use anymore are just the Charlie Brewer slider four-inch finesse worms, right? Just the most basic slider worm. And it's such a forgotten bait, you know, it doesn't get the attention that it used to, but it's a little finesse worm that just seems to catch the hell out of fish, you know, whether I'm on a on a shaky head, but especially on a drop shot. So, you know, that's a great one. They're like three bucks for a pack. You know, that's what I've noticed in this industry is in the last like couple years, the the expense of fishing tackle has just skyrocketed and, and it sucks. Um, so that's a that's a really affordable pack of worms, right? You can you can argue with three dollar pack of worms. Um, you know, much cheaper than a lot of the other brands that are out there and, and they work just just as well, if not better than most. So um, that style of worm, you know, I'm fishing on a on a lighter drop shot. So um, like a like an eighth ounce to maybe a quarter ounce, but typically an eighth ounce drop shot. And um, a lot of times I'm fishing it vertically. I'm finding the fish on my graph um, and I'm dropping it directly down to them. The bonus of it is a lot of these bodies of water have large crappy in them. And we catch them on that four inch worm a ton of times. So it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, definitely something that I suggest somebody else try in the springtime if it's, you know, really tough. But, you know, honestly, in the, when the colder the water is, I have had more success on reaction baits than fishing super slow. So it's, it, for me, it's, it's blade bait, it's jerk bait, it's um, square bill. Um, you know, vibrating jig and possibly a, a, a lipless crankbait, you know, and um, those are like my go-to baits to trigger those fish. And, and you'll catch these fish in, when they're so cold, they have these like red lips and you're, you're like, how did this fish even attack it? Um, but I have much more success getting a reaction bite than something just very slow on the bottom. So, you know, when I'm going out, I'm excited. I'm looking for groups of fish. I'm looking for the fish that are on the move or the fish that are, you know, still relatively shallow, that are active, that I can cover with these baits. And 
you know, slow down. You know, if you if you if you go to your spot and it's the first time of the year and, and like the water's kind of clear, and this is especially true if you're fishing like a pond or you're fishing from bank, you gotta remember like these fish haven't been touched and they haven't been bothered in months. And oftentimes when that spring, before you get the heavy rains, when it first ices out or it really starts, the water's clear, man. You know, all of the algae is really dead. And what I'm trying to get at is they're spooky, right? So approach the spot with caution. Even if you're in a bass boat, you know, and you're, you're racing your spot and you're so excited, you're almost to your favorite point, slow down, right? And, and really understand that, like, think about like nature right? These people, these fish are living out there and they haven't been bothered with all winter and they possibly lived under the ice and the water's super clear. Any, you know, extra sound that they haven't heard in a while is going to be very off-putting to them. So keep that in mind, especially when, you know, fishing a jerkbait, you know, fish it very slow and very thorough, right? It's easy to fish past them this time of year, right? So um, be stealthy, you know, go in, I, I try and, and, and elicit a reaction bite first um, because it just seems like, you know, that it's just easier to catch them on reaction baits than it is slow baits this time of year. Um, as we as we get further into this podcast, I really want to get some feedback from if anybody has a particular topic or lake or wants to, to, to guest appearance on, on our podcast, I'm happy to have them on here. Um, so just let us know. There's a there's a little spot in Spotify and different places where you can drop a, a message to us. We'd love to hear from you. If you're like, man, you need to change it to do this, or I want to talk about, you know, rockfish. You know, absolutely love catching rockfish um, in the spring of year. Um, all different species of fish, but you know, I need to hear some feedback from you guys. So if these tips are helping you out, let us know. Um, or if there's a specific topic, or, or maybe you have a lake right? You fish all the time that you, you want to dissect, right? And kind of get a second opinion on from map study. I absolutely love map study. You know, it, it, it that was my favorite part of going to new bodies of water was, was looking at the, the dynamics of the lake, looking at, you know, the, the pattern of the bottom composition and breaking it down into high percentage areas. So if you've got a, a particular lake that you'd like me to break down or, or anything like that, or want an opinion on, I'm happy to do that. So, you know, give drop us a message in there, and uh, I really appreciate everybody watching. You can you can find more of this information at our Facebook group at BassFishingHub.com. Love to have you there. A um, lot of conversation, a lot of good stuff going on. We also have a tournament series we're kicking off this year. It's a virtual tournament series. So if you're a bank angler and want to enter a tournament, we have a division for you. If you're a kayak angler, we have a division for you. And if you're just a you know, everyday bass fishing with a bass boat or, you know, any type of boat that's out there on the lake and want to compete, um, we have a division for you as well. So um, really, really appreciate everybody listening. Make sure you follow us for more episodes that are going to come up. Um, you know, we're really looking forward to this spring. I, I don't think I've ever been more excited for springtime than this one. So um, let us know if you have any questions or, you know, want to be featured or anything like that. So drop us a message and for anything else, I will uh, try and catch it in the next episode. So, you know, appreciate everybody who listens and I hope I helped you out and catch more fish.